0: Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. And I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we are covering AMC's
1: The Walking Dead. Dead,
0: Season 9, Episode 10, entitled Omega. Yes. But before we get into the episode, and we do possibly have some listeners that are into the whole sports ball, mm-hmm. and as a kind of a cross-pod promotion, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. I did want to mention that Geniuses... Other podcasts that he does, the Nerds and Nostalgia, and also Nightmare Junkhead, they have something that they like to do every March that kind of correlates with sports ball.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know how they have the, I guess, officially titled the trademark March Madness. Yes, for for collegiate collegiate sports. sports, But on Nightmare Junkhead, we're doing... um, Into the mouth of March Madness, where we take eight films from 1979, eight films from 89, eight films from 99, eight films from 2009, and then we put them in a bracket style and then whittle them down to like a final four. So, like, only one champion from 79, one champion from 89. And my co-host on this show actually is going to be making an appearance on that podcast. Yeah, on the '89 bracket. Yes, my wheelhouse. Yes. So I did want to take a couple
0: seconds just at the beginning of our pod to kind of cross promote and whatnot. Um, I had an absolute blast sitting in with you. And yeah, Greg. It was fun. D. We talk about so, shuntings. Yes. So if, if you can find that little, you know, right? snippet somewhere, you <laughs> definitely know what film we're going to talk about.
1: Tried looking at you, Lance. <laughs> but definitely. <laughs>
0: Search those guys out on Nightmare Junk on Twitter, Nightmare Junkhead on Facebook. That way you can download the bracket. You know, Greg D and Genius do a really good job of being, you know, very interactive, you know, on the Twitterverse and, and on the Internet. So you guys can definitely download the bracket, play the Nightmare Junkhead home game. And you know, just really interact.
1: So, so and so for those of you who listen to Meteor rewind and don't get enough of me cussing on microphones, <laughs> there's a lot of that shit going down on Nightmare Junkhead. So check it out.
0: Absolutely. So let's get into AMC's The Walking Dead season nine, episode ten, entitled "Omega's Recap." Mm-hmm. But for the sake of our you know listeners and also brevity, we do dive directly into spoilers. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You have been warned. Genius. What was your take on this episode?
1: I dug this episode, but my I got a. I got a couple of beefs here and there, but here's my main beef with this episode: it needs to get starting a. It needs to get a hell of a lot better. Or it's going to feel a hell of a lot worse.
0: Yeah, so it needs to start with the the dread that it really set in before the right. mid season break.
1: Right. It needs to start bringing that up because we we're we were about to be three episodes into like the mid season and nothing has happened. Yeah, nothing has happened. We are exactly the same place except Luke and old Navy model guy are kidnapped. But at this point in time, I hate to say I don't give a fuck about him, but it's not like Michonne got kidnapped.
0: That's true. You know what I'm saying? Do you really think Michonne could have gotten kidnapped, though?
1: Well, no. But, I mean, maybe if there was, like, a hundred of them. Yeah, maybe. quite possibly. But, like, yeah, no. If it was just a small group, fucking no. But, of course, it's Old Navy model guy and Dan Folger, so they're going to get kidnapped. Yeah, Luke and Alden got, got captured by the Whispers at the end of the last episode. Right. This was a good episode, but it needs to get better.
0: Yeah, and I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to give us a little bit more, a little bit more story with the whispers and and you know why they do what they do. Yeah, which I mean I actually enjoyed this episode quite a bit. I mean I'm I'm like you. To lead into the midseason break with such you know terror, I mean, yeah, I mean, such a genuine dread. a horror scene, right? A, exactly. A, a, it was it was straight, it was out, straight out of up yeah. horror. Yeah. It was a straight up horror. You're film. in a
1: graveyard. There's fucking lightning. There's like zombies and shit, and mm-hmm. the zombies are moving around. And you built up with and you kill off a main character. Exactly. Fantastic. But then we have two episodes where I don't feel like they're a threat. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't feel the same terror or like oh shit they're gonna get fucked up. Like even when I did with Negan. Even before he killed Glenn and Abraham, mm-hmm. he still was such an imposing, looming figure that, like,
0: you thought something was going to happen, and you you anticipated something right. happening, and nothing's
1: happening so far. Okay, a couple of people got kidnapped. Boo, fucking who? You know what I'm saying? Right. And and, and, and we Jesus had a... got killed, but I mean, and yeah, it's bad, but at the same time, I'm n- I'm not afraid of what they will do. Now they're scary and intimidating looking, but they're not scary. So that's my main beef. Hurry the fuck up and like. Make me afraid of you, whispers. Yeah. You know? Yep.
0: I'm I'm definitely with you on that one. And I think what they did with these first two episodes, they wanted to give us a little bit more story because, you know, with the mid-season breaks, I understand why they have to do it. Yeah. But when they do it, it almost separates you from the story. It kind of takes you out of the story at a time.
1: And see, that's the thing. If you're going to take like six-month hiatus, when you come back, come back with a bang. Come back with the ball already rolling. Right. Because you've already lost momentum. So, to start almost from square one and, like, let's tell you the history of the, wa- of the whispers. At this point in the game, I don't need to fucking know. I want to know how bad they can be and why do I need to worry about them, not how it happened. You yeah. know what I'm
0: saying? So, Genius and I talked off of air about how we're going to break down this episode because this episode really revolves around two parts. Yeah. You have Tara and Magna's group and how they interact. And then you also have Daryl with Lydia and the story time. Prison you know, kind story of, time. Yeah, the, the the flashback sequences that were kind of sprinkled throughout. The psychoanalysis. And I'm going to kind of contradict you a little bit because I think I enjoyed those flashback sequences a little bit more than you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I could tell that there were a couple of times that while we were watching the episode and we literally just, just finished, finished this, watching it. I could hear you kind of audibly sigh every time a flashback sequence would come on because it was... What they've done in previous sequences, you know, previous flashbacks, is they've actually given us more story. This was just really to show us how tyrannical Alpha is going to be.
1: See, and that's the thing. I enjoyed that aspect, and some of the parts of the um, flashbacks were good. I, I enjoyed it. But then... Because it comes from such an irreliable source, a narrator, because she doesn't even know what the fuck she's going through. I'm not finding what is real, what is not. What's canon and what's not. Because we don't know what this chick knows. Right. And we're just seeing, we think f- she's telling the truth because we're seeing it, but we find out it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I
0: guess we should go ahead let's, and decide that we're going go go to go ahead and yeah. jump
1: into the Daryl and...
0: And Lydia part in story time with Henry, yeah. Because I think you know we we've already kind of opened that door, right? So what we see, you know, at the beginning of the episode is that Daryl has been using henry as as a as a tool to get more information out of lydia to really kind of break down how many people are out there how yeah. what what started all this and i mean it was kind of a smart play by you know hillbilly justice
1: extremely smart play from hillbilly justice because he knew henry was too nice of a kid to like yeah oh, really hey, play
0: along with it right so like, he manipulated him to be able to do it
1: plus he's like 16 he's a teenage boy he's probably horny and hormones and all fucking whatnot. well i mean we
0: already proved that i mean that's the reason why he was in the drunk the tank, drug I mean, tank in the first
1: place because he's he's fucking stupid and I hate Henry and I'm going on the record saying every time he's on screen I just cringe it's just like I don't know what it is even from like would you like an egg in these trying times when he's talking it always comes back It's always sunny well I mean that's what it is it's always sunny at the hilltop it's always always sunny in the kingdom (laughs) when I die throw me in the trash and then I become a walker (laughs) but like (laughs) no I mean it's a good play on what what Daryl was doing because he knew he knew Henry was gonna be like, "Oh, she's nice." Exactly. Know? Yeah, because Henry is a good kid. He's a good kid at heart, and he's stupid, and that's why. Dude, you remember he's what do you do were
0: at sixteen, man? Hormones make you stupid. do a lot of dumb. I was stupid. hell. I remember what hormones make me do at thirty nine. I was
1: gonna say I was fucking stupid right now doing hormony shit, but at the same time, I'm not like trying to start up a prison romance and offering with uh, stories of eggs. That's you true. know what I'm saying? That's very true. I'm not I, somebody who's kidnapped my. friend I'm not gonna try and sympathize with them at the same point in time good for Henry and for being good and even though he was being used for information and got all indignant with Mm Daryl he didn't realize that he was being used for information by Lydia because she was like oh Tell me more about your camp. Are there a lot of exits? How many people are living here? You know? Do you guys have guns? Right? It's like, come on, Henry. goes, oh, no, no, the kingdom's really cool. And, you know, we do a lot of fun stuff. And Shut the fuck up, Henry. Yeah. She's a prisoner of war. And, you know and, what I'm saying? And listeners, I
0: do realize that, you know, Genius and I jump around a lot because we get really adamant about the different portions of the story. And so, tangents. Yeah, right. we tangentialize. Right. I don't even know if that's a word, but we're going to use it. That's right. copyright. Media Rewind. Ours now. Stamped. <laughs> Claimed. Claim. <laughs> so, when when we first see the episode actually open up, we get downtown Baltimore, and mm-hmm. you hear the emergency broadcast system coming over the air.
1: I liked that. I did too. I it was very that. much like the Purge. It was very ominous, and like I'm like, oh, we're gonna see some back in the day, straight fresh carnage, right, like
0: beginning, like fear of the Walking yeah, Dead kind of deal.
1: Nice, and it's not like I want that all the time. But back in the day, like, fresh zombies where Mm -hmm. there's still a lot of people and a lot of carnage can go on would be very expected. Yeah. Not very expected. Very, um uh pleasant surprise right
0: because i mean we've we've been in this you know kind of the rotting you know I right. guess, uh, the rotting bowels of the of the earth but so far only for 10 sm- seasons with only nine smart season. groups of survivors exactly. i want to see some fucking
1: zombie chaos exactly you know i yep. want to see some like carnage yeah like day 1 like right. zero hour right but we didn't get it again but we almost did and i was like tempted i was like ooh that's
0: true so we we see downtown baltimore they they've got the emergency broadcast system going out you know telling people you know look we're trying to keep this under we do know that Baltimore is under military control at this point, mm-hmm. and it's day twenty-three. So I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it's day twenty-three. You know, out of the the first known yeah. case, you know, day R0. zero. Right. Yeah. The shit so, has
1: literally already hit the fan. Right. And it's spreading around the room.
0: Yeah. And we see uh, we see at this point, you know, we've got a, like a very young Lydia, probably what, what six, you think? maybe six, seven, five, six, possibly. Six. Yeah. Not um, not more than that. With with Alpha and then Frank, her husband. And you see that Alpha at this point is really, you know, you know, kind of quiet as a church mouse. No, mm-hmm. we need to wait here. We need to. It's okay, need, baby. Yeah, we'll exactly. just be outside. And babies. she's singing to Lydia. She's uh-huh. trying to calm her down, keep her calm. And she's really on the back burner in terms of like, you know, what we later see in the episode
1: as Alpha. And we see the dad with the big old beard saying, "I'll take care of you." Yep. And and you know, we're back again. We jump and forth all over the time, all over the place. You brought up a good point, and it kind of soured me in the middle of the story hour, like what's mm-hmm. it the flashback story scene time for story time, because uh, he shaved his beard. We see him cuddled and caressed the kid mm-hmm. with no, sans beard, and then like not only in the next scene he's got the full beard again, and you're like, that's bullshit. There's no way that that's happened in a couple of days. And I was like, look we'll at the better than the devil, maybe you know and, and you know what it was. Yeah, it, it was Lydia's. Was the wrong dis- story, yeah, it, it, was, it was Lydia's memory. distorted memories. Yeah. At first, it pissed me off, but when I saw what it actually was, mm-hmm. I appreciated it. I didn't appreciate it during, uh-huh. but it wasn't until later when I was like, okay, yeah, toward because the end of the episode when they did like the third distorted right, memory. When they, she's like, okay, this is what. Here's what really happened, you know. But it kind of pissed me off. If you're gonna go back in time and do stories like that and make it a main central focus of the story and character, like. Don't do a photograph from Back to the Future kind of deal. Right. Where you see shit kind of fade in and out and, and change. switch and change. Yeah, kinda of like a like butterfly that. effect. Right. And not that I want to be force fed and I'm stupid, but at the same time, I'm watching a zombie show. I don't need like <laughs> extremely high art and like sophistic it doesn't need to be fucking memento. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm completely with you. And you know, during those those parts of the flashback and
0: whatnot, you know, I called it out and it was I saw what was happening, you know. I I really did. I mean, hand, hand to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, not the dead Jesus, the, the the cloud Jesus, right? But uh, happy Jesus. <laughs> but I, I I knew what was happening. I knew that they were doing like a like a memory like a memory swap, unreliable narrator kind of right. right. yeah. type. How, thing. how she she was being manipulated by Alpha at that point. She's abused. and, and however, yeah, exactly. And, and we don't get to that, but we'll get to it later. And how everything kind of you know just changes because. She sees the different aspects of what was happening. So at the very beginning, we see like you know downtown Baltimore, everything's kind of kind of it's gone to shit because you hear mm-hmm. in, on the outside of this building, carnage. Holding, yeah, you hear military, you know, firing on you know walkers because you uh-huh. can hear right. And you can you can definitely tell that there is still a military force present there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, twenty three days in, and I mean they're still on the front lines fighting. So. Yeah. I personally, I'd like to see something like that. I mean, I think that would be very much like World War Z, the movie. You know,
1: but done through the Walking Dead filter, right? And make it with Greg Nicotero exactly. doing his thing. Exactly, and I think Nicotero, could, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I understand like the theater of the mind kind of thing that we've right. Got going on, but but Nicotero's I, got a gift. Yeah, exactly. I think Nicotero could definitely shoot that. I mean, yeah, he, he, he was brought up in the Romero school, right? So I think that would be fucking awesome. to No, see.
1: I think if Nicotero did a did a uh, uh, day one or even day twenty three, that'd be great. But it, it's funny because they're talking about like alpha and you said she was she's very quiet and she is and later on she goes my she's talking to henry and like my mom sounds a lot like your mom somebody you don't want to mess with and i go and you audibly true. said bullshit I know that's true <laughs> but she ain't no fucking carol you know what i'm saying i'll take an army of fucking uh carol omegas uh, i'll fight them versus like Two Carol's. I'm yep. fucked. You know, I because no matter how bad Omega is or alpha. how Alpha, how ba- how badass Alpha is or how much of a threat she, she is, can't, Carol badass. She ain't no Carol. I wrote in my notes. You don't want to mess with her, but she ain't no fucking Carol. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> and, and what we get is we get through those
0: flashback sequences, and I mean we don't really need to cover all of them, but just as a whole, I just through, through the Alpha lens and through Lydia's like view of Alpha, she, you know, she's almost uh, an abused person she at the beginning. She totally is an abused person. But I mean, I it? mean, we don't, we don't see like the physical abuse, but Mental we definitely abuse. see you know some verbal abuse, some some controlling matter you know mannerisms from Frank yeah. and how everything kind of goes
1: around. But see, here's my thing on that one. That really never happened, or did it? I'm going to kind of say it did, because I think the the very beginning was an actual true memory. Yeah? Yeah. See, I'm thinking that, like, she was warped in by telling the stories of of alpha of telling lydia these stories where the true story like she's was she's trying to
0: justify right being alpha because where she
1: was abused she was the one where the mom was the one saying all this negative shit like we are all a bunch of, everybody's here stupid and blah 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 soft blah. right everybody's soft when it came down to it the dad was the one like hey let me help you and mm-hmm. she comes to realize that the mom was the one manipulate the mom's the one that kills the guy in the first place yeah and smothers him not just not just kills him just smothers yeah him. so let's for go let's go back
0: and explain what we're talking about yeah so, during one of the flashback sequences we see one of the the the, the guys in the camp yeah he panics he one wants to survive. get out he freaks I mean, out right so he's trying to rip the boards off the windows and whatnot and alpha grabs him go to sleep Go to sleep. Uh, yeah exactly lord humongous chokes mm-hmm. him out well doesn't really choke him out but smothers him out yeah you know and you you can see you know even Lydia says you know like there was a there's a look that happens in my mom's eyes and she just goes you know shut up shut up and
1: she's just like whisper smothering him yeah. you know she Cursu. smothers him to death yeah yeah so I'm like wow okay so that just happened and then just had this like just cold crazy look like and
0: I'll do it a fucking again mm-hmm. you know yeah I'll do it to anybody in here if yeah that means I get to stay alive yeah
1: and, and so that is the makings of I wouldn't say a leader. But definitely a despot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Completely with you on that. Like, I, I, if you get in my way, I will kill you. And now we're doing the alpha show. Mm-hmm. And then, but here's the thing and then they leave the body for it to wait. But I guess it is tw- day twenty three, and it's they day 23, don't know all. The, yeah, maybe all they don't, the don't know rules. the nuances yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
0: I mean, since there's really not been a zombie apocalypse, I don't think there's like a you know how to oh shit manual just right. laying around in case of emergency. Please stab them in the head.
1: <laughs> but we didn't know. We didn't know that everything was. Coming out of her mouth, out of Lydia's mouth, was a lie until Daryl, like, went out and got a switch. Oh, Daryl straight up went my grandma on him. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, he, like, brought
1: back, he was like,
0: you know what, you know what, you knew what you this know what was. This is. As soon as I came down here, you know a birch switch hurts.
1: Well, because, you know, he saw that because I, we, we, I skipped a step because he played good cop. At first, because he was bad cop. Don't fucking tell her anything. Good I'm, cop, hillbilly cop. Yeah, yeah, and then he goes, hey, he wants some drugs, you know, like, you know opioids. Well, so, but uh, no, it's, you want to treat I think, your prisoners right, and I, I think, somewhat humanely. I think
0: part of that, too, is that Daryl... Daryl knows what it's like to be on Easy Street, and I think he doesn't want to, you know, subject somebody to that, especially somebody he's trying to get information. And from. And at the
1: same time, this is still a young girl; she's probably like sixteen years old.
0: Well, that, and he also understands that Alden and Luke are still out there. So, I mean, this is really his only place. Oh, so, I mean, if chip, he beats yeah. the shit out of, you know, Lydia and Omega, and, you know, Omega and Alpha finds out, I mean. Are you know yeah. Alden and Luke going to get killed immediately? You know, well, what I mean?
1: and then when he when he raises arms and he sees the switch marks, uh-huh. then he's like, I know exactly what that is because he was abused too.
0: Yeah, and we find that out early on when you know you get the Daryl and Merle connection back mm-hmm. when they're talking to you know and, our pappy and, wasn't a good man, right? Yeah. You you get that. I mean, no one is going to understand Lydia better than Daryl, right? You know, that, that's just it. No, that's why I'm hoping to see a Carol and Alpha. Like a meeting of the minds kind of deal because those are going to be the only two people that really understand what each other has gone through.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like the fact that Daryl saw what was going on and basically kind of killed her with kindness. Yep. You know, he was like, all right, let's let Henry do his thing. And then he goes, how are you going to use me like that to get information from her? And he goes, actually, you're going to because I have a plan. And that was a very good plan because he knew she already trusted Henry and or at least she he thought that she thought that Henry was a rube
0: right yeah you know and and you know Daryl played it really well too yeah he did. He, he comes back to talk to Lydia and Lydia goes, "You finally come to kill me and Daryl mm-hmm. goes, no, but i I notice that you're picking at your or you you're pulling at your ear do you you need this medication and I think that's one of those things that finally kind of broke down our wall a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like,
1: well, maybe, maybe these people are trying to treat me. Yeah, right. he might be an asshole still, but, but here's, he's here. trying to help me. Here's the thing. I wrote down in my notes. Um, <clears throat> fuck you, Henry. Why are you sweating, Daryl, trying to play psychoanalyst? Because, like, after they left, when he goes, mm. you should be nicer. And he goes, <laughs> shut up, Henry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you don't mean, know shit about
1: shit. Right. And in fact, Henry was kind of right, but he should have trusted Daryl. But
0: the the other thing is too is that you know Henry's at that age and he was being manipulated, yeah. didn't know he was being manipulated, he's so he, he didn't know what there, by both sides. So he didn't know what the hell Daryl was doing. No,
1: but because he's stupid, because Henry's well, fucking stupid. It, I mean, like he's I a kid, he's
0: sixteen year old hormonal kid. True, you know? I still so, don't like him. Well, you know? yeah, that's beside <laughs> the point. So we, we keep going through like the flashback sequences, you know um alpha smothers the guy Mm -hmm. uh frank at that point turns completely submissive you know he his his mannerisms and everything i mean he realizes that whoa his wife just killed somebody with her bare hands yeah so shit just got really real Mm -hmm. and i think that's where you kind of get the the
1: you get the veil of omega or you get the veil of alpha just kind of washing over her well and then she apparently she killed the husband Because at the very beginning, Uh we see the husband with a wound, like a stab wound out of his neck and just the life bleeding out of him. Full beard, blue shirt. When we see the very end of the very end of story time in the past, Alpha has got uh, the dad up against the wall, up against the wall with the mouth covered, the thing right to his neck. And she turns to Lydia and goes, shh, with the whisper over the finger. I'm like, okay, that's pretty scary. Yeah, where's that? Well, and I, I think we're gonna get a lot more. Of I that hope so. Toward the end of the season, I mean, I, I really so. do.
0: I think it's gonna start ratcheting up the 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 fright, the terror, and the dread coming up. So. But it's
1: gonna be weird. I think it's gonna be a weird dynamic because. Daryl's plan is to see to show Lydia that you don't have to be out there eating worms. Because mm-hmm. I even wrote when when Henry lets her escape—not escape, but like, hey, let's go look around a little bit, and give me a little exercise or something. Don't tell anybody. And I'm like, first of all, you're gonna get popped. Yeah, you're either gonna get hit with a brick or potentially a hammer. Right, that just randomly lays around. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you thinking? You know, are you like one of those women who are like, oh, Ted Bundy? Ah, right. Because like. Well, she's at this point, you know. I, I don't want to dive too much into the,
0: the psycho babble piece, right? Of it, but you definitely know that she's got, you know, some some issues, commitment or I- well, abandonment she, issues. She's got some abandonment issues. She's got some probably some post traumatic stress from yeah. everything. Like, I mean, how in the hell could you not have PTSD and right. be in the zombie apocalypse? Right.
1: And when all you're when all you're told is that the nowhere is safe, mm-hmm. you walk with the dead, and when you see something, she's even shocked that they've lasted six years. Right. This well, yeah, because she even says, you know, everything falls, you know, because this is not, soci- you know, this is not civilization. This is the dead's world. Yeah. We're, we're just living in it. And theoretically, it's been longer than six years because it's been six years since the Negan war, and yeah. there's even yeah, been since four the, years the before exit, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So like, it's been an on- ongoing for ten years. And to prove, like, hey. You don't have to go and eat these weird-ass worms out of the ground. We got a food pantry you can go to. Mm-hmm. And then I think the turning point is when she saw a baby, you know? When she heard the baby, it was just like, you, you, because
0: you could tell, she just kind of goes into like a really like a catatonic state, and she starts
1: really getting wigged out by mm-hmm. it. Because I, I, that's probably the first time she's ever seen a baby in a community that is strong enough to support new life. Right, exactly, you know? And, and that's that's
0: what... Really, that's what they're talking about. You know, the the whole, I guess, the, the culmination of everything that's happening in this community is really yeah. bringing life it's back. Showing yeah.
1: like, that maybe
0: her mom is wrong. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, her mom is kind of wrong. Now, let me ask you this, because with that particular part of the episode where we hear the baby crying... We get some ratcheted up tension between, you know, Henry turns his back to Lydia. And she's and, and, tumbling and, for a hammer. Right. And kind of goes through the whole, oh, this is a great place, you know, blah, blah, blah. and Lydia starts to grab the hammer. Well, we find out that Daryl's kind of been doing his little hillbilly reconnaissance and he's still following both of them, mm-hmm. which is good on Daryl because Daryl right. don't trust nobody. No,
1: and rightfully so. I mean, he right. shouldn't trust I wouldn't her. Trust her? He shouldn't trust her at all, and shouldn't trust a word out of his mouth. So this was, I guess, a way to her his proving ground. Mm-hmm. So, do you think Daryl would have been able to, I guess, step in, incapacitate her, at least, or oh yeah, at least get the hammer out of her before oh, she yeah. killed Henry? Oh yeah, he'd be able to like get her a shot in the o- a shoulder, a non lethal, <laughs> a non lethal shot with his crossbow because he had a bead on her whole time. He was stupid if he wouldn't have a beat on it. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So like do you think the baby was part of Daryl's plan because he says we're going to show her?
0: No, I don't. I don't think that. He's just I don't happenstance. Think the, yeah,
1: I, I don't think the baby was part of it. I think the baby
0: is what triggered like Wake her up, memories. Wake up, baby. Wake up. I need you to cry. You know. <laughs> but no, I, I think a lot of what what that whole thing was. I, I don't even think that you know Henry letting her out of the cell was was part of the plan. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I think it's just Henry being a dumbass. I th- I thought it was part of the plan, but I I think that Daryl has been smart enough to keep his eye on her the entire time while she's there. Oh yeah. You know, and I good on him.
1: Cause he's the, cause she's a goddamn prisoner and yeah. she's got, like you said, she's got more people of theirs. Mm-hmm. So why not? Yeah. But no. And then they, and then they wake up and there. Daryl brings them more eggs yeah. in this trying time. And, and I think a lot of the conversation
0: that, you know, Daryl and Lydia have, it, you know, with Henry out of the way, you know, they talk about, you know, abusive fathers and abusive relationships and whatnot and how that really changes them. You know, Lydia goes, you know, everybody in here is soft, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's true, but Daryl is kind of soft. When, when you think about, like, the the different things that he goes through, you know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to, I guess, expel a lot of people and everything that happened. You know, he, he never wanted to be at the sanctuary, but... He he always gives people second chances. He's no, my, emotional. Be, yeah, well, because especially at this point, he echoes Rick's words yeah. almost verbatim. Yeah, you know, because he still says, you know, there's a lot of good people still here. We're trying to build something here. We're
1: trying to come back. He still believes in the dream in his heart of hearts. Yeah, that's good. And that's, and he's carrying that because of Rick. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's soft. I think it's hopeful. I think he's not. Well, some people could see it as soft. I mean, I don't. He's I not think cold, right? He's not cold. Right. Um. No, I really like that aspect of it. I like that Daryl is still he's untrusting, but he's smarter now, especially when I it think comes to this. He's extremely smarter now because he's guarded. But I like the fact that he his whole plan was to break her, to show her that you don't have to live this way. There are other ways, and you don't have to be abused. And you know what I mean by broken, I don't mean, like, beat her into submission. Right. But to the point where, like, just broke her very like stoned facade. Right, broke her, shattered her world, basically. Mm -hmm. Because you almost have to when she's that headstrong that nothing survives, nothing can live. We have to eat like this. We have to walk with the dead. We have to. You don't have to walk with the dead. You don't have the. But again, I keep coming back to it. You don't have to fucking eat worms. We have a pantry. You don't. We have have gardens. Right. You you don't have to put on these old ass bandages. We have a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, he. she goes, you got a doctor? Yeah,
0: when Henry was talking to her. Like, yeah. yeah, we got a doctor. And he we goes, had we, to, yeah, you know? we, we've got a really good one, too. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: we got Smith. We got everything. So you don't have to live with the dead. And I'm glad she's broken because that's going to make a very interesting dynamic play when alpha we see comes comes a Colin yeah and I, that that's
0: actually a, a really good way that you phrase that you know you, that she broke because one of her lines to Daryl is if you don't bend you break yeah so she didn't want to bend she didn't want to bend to Daryl's will of trying to you know get this information from her find out how many people were there understand that she didn't have to live the way she was living so she ultimately ended up breaking yeah and I think which that is she, good because yeah. then she can grow yeah because now she's gonna she's probably gonna have a fruitful relationship with Henry She's probably going to, you know, come out and see everything. And I mean, I don't I don't think they're automatically just going to let her out of the, uh, the cell. Right. The but sh-
1: she doesn't have to wear a fucking yeah, mask. Uh, uh, rotting uh, flesh. Right. Exactly. To walk around and mm-hmm. go to the bathroom late at night. Yep. So, like, no. I hope she sees the error however ways, And I hope, like, Alpha doesn't because I want to see some carnage. Oh, there's going to
0: be a lot of carnage. There needs to be. going to be a lot of carnage. So, you know... Daryl comes back in. They start talking and everything, and then we finally get what we're s- uh, apparently supposed to assume is the actual story of the flashback sequence. You know, like you alluded to that that Alpha shivs the you know Frank the father. Mm-hmm. You know Lydia watches kind of in horror because you see you know Alpha's transition from. You know, longer hair. You know, she. she and then she kind of just shaves it. Yeah. It just kind of like hatchets it off just a little butches bit. butches it up. And then just all of a sudden, during meow. during the last part of the sequence, I mean, she's like she's like clean shaven, clean shaven. Like, yeah. She did that stuff like a like like a military haircut, not a high and tight, but like a really really super close. Yeah. And she did it pretty methodically. I mean, it wasn't just kind of haphazard yet sprigs of hair everywhere
1: yeah and I mean, you almost need to if you're gonna wear a fucking human face you that's, don't want to keep a lot of hair i mean
0: i i haven't worn a lot of human faces in my life so i mean i really don't know it chafes and mats <laughs> it's,
1: it's no fun smells. yeah it's no fun you get chunks in your beard Ugh.
0: but you see the trust that that daryl is is kind of extending the olive branch toward lydia you mm-hmm. know he gives her the ladle of water he and at her, first she
1: throws the ladle at him.
0: Right. In, in, in the beginning. And then all of a sudden he puts the ladle up there and she starts drinking because, you know, she sees that, you know,
1: Daryl is trying to be a nice person yeah. to her. Because he, he, he gives her the meds, you yeah, know, for the thing. Yeah, he could have beat her ass with yep. the switch. He could have said torture the shit out of her. And, like, not to say that she deserves it, but, like. You're in war. You're yeah. not going to get treated nice.
0: Well, and it's it's just like you said earlier. You know how Lydia broke, yeah, because she was the one. that She said, "You do. Do you still have those ear pills? You know." So she's actually asking for something for help, like, right? Yeah, and she's actually extending her hand to Daryl, and it's like of all the people that you know could be completely like calcified, Daryl's not. You know, mm-hmm. I think Michonne is even more. Oh, I, yeah. I think she's more more. She's hard more than broken Daryl and Jaden now, right? Yeah. So w- with that I mean we get we get almost a you know just I guess you'd say two episodes with Lydia you mm-hmm. know the capture and then like the the complete imprisonment piece of it with Lydia. Yeah. So now I mean within two episodes I mean we almost have a complete 180 of her character.
1: Which is good uh-huh. and which is needed because I think that's going to give the story the dramatic push where she does not want to go with Alpha anymore. Yep. And that's going to cause the riff because, once again, we see that Alpha is crazy and she's strong-willed. Now we just need to see how crazy she gets. Yep.
0: So let me let me ask you this. On, on the final portion of, I guess you would say, the flashback sequence, mm-hmm. toward the end of that episode when, when Daryl comes up the stairs and everything, Henry is behind him. And Henry says, you know, hey, Daryl, I'm glad you're my mom's friend. What do you think he meant by that?
1: I don't know. It almost just seemed like, "Oh, you're my buddy, and I'm glad you're my <laughs> mom's friend. You know what friend I'm saying? Bitch. <laughs> right. It just seemed kind of like, I don't know, maybe a grateful way of like, thank you for having my back, thank you for helping my mom, you know, because like because she was abused too. Mm-hmm. you know, and he heard that. And I think it's because of Daryl, where she got a lot of strength, even with Sophia. Yeah, with, with everything that happened with having to deal with that situation. And the fact that Daryl is a nice – I mean, he's he's nice, but, I mean, he's a just man. He's a badass, and he's fair. So, I think because of that, that's what that's from. Okay. Or it's just like, thanks, Daryl, you're cool. You well,
0: know? you know, and, and there was a, another portion of that story that, that you know, that Henry and Daryl interaction, which I thought was, was very telling because – you know, we we see Carol now, at the the post six years and whatnot. She no longer has like the really cropped haircut and whatnot.
1: I didn't realize that's what that was for. Right.
0: Neither did I until Henry started explaining it, and the the explanation goes as you know, back when Carol was originally one of the original survivor group. You know, back at, you know season one. Yeah, she was she was she abused had by her, her husband. husband. Yeah, she had her haircut really really short, and we kind of were like, oh, what's that from? Well, we find out that she was abused by her husband. Well. Fast forward, you know, ten years, Rick, yeah. Post Rick, and she apparently, or maybe she told Ezekiel, who then told Henry. But the story is that the reason why she shaved her head was because he couldn't grab a hold of her to slam her against the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, now Carol, we we see Carol with you know longer gray hair, and it, you know she's she's comfortable because she knows with Ezekiel that's not going to happen. Ezekiel actually loves her. I thought that was
1: extremely telling. Touching and sweet.
0: Oh, I did too, because you know we see the very same thing with with Alpha. Yeah, you know with Alpha shaving her head, and I think that's a lot of what what you know because Henry's not seeing Alpha, but the I guess you would say the the similarities between Alpha and Carol. You know, granted Carol didn't go all like right out of the gate. She didn't go wearing like you know Walker right. faces, but. She's a badass. Yeah. We know that Alpha is going to be a badass because she can control these gigantic groups of people.
1: And I think you're uh, really spot on when saying Carol and Alpha are not too far apart. They both had to do really cold things. Look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. They had to... Like, Blown up Terminus. Right. They've had to do terrible things in, in order to not succumb to the world. There's there has been a, even back in the a couple of seasons ago where Carol's like I cannot afford to not be cold. Right. Yeah,
0: she had to shut herself off because right. she didn't want to have people take advantage of her. I, she didn't want to be
1: she didn't want to be vulnerable. I think if one more bad thing would have happened to Carol, she could have easily been alpha.
0: Yeah, and I think the honestly I I really do think that Henry was spot on when he when he told Daryl that, you know, I'm glad you and my mom are friends. I think Daryl is really the catalyst that pulled Carol out of, you yeah. know, everything that was that she was going through. Mm-hmm. I think so too. It, it gave her something, somebody to focus on, somebody that was equally as broken, uh, you know, because he had just lost Merle mm-hmm. when, when their relationship really started hitting like stride, and you know, a, a lot of what. Granted, their situations are different. But they were both abused in some way. Right. And they both had to toughen up. Right. They had to, you know, because this world is hard. This, mm-hmm. this world is tough on they, everybody.
1: They did terrible things that nobody wants to do. Exactly. So. I mean, and
0: that, that leads us pretty good, pretty well. I mean, because, you know, the Lydia or the story arc and the Henry story arc and Daryl, everything is kind of wrapped up with that. Yeah. I'm very interested to see what happens with the next episode. Because, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. So, before we get into the end of the Walking Dead episode, Omega, we have to go back and talk about Tara's interaction with Yumiko, Magna, uh, Kelly, and the new group. And, right, the new group. So we see that you know they're really distraught about you know Alden and, Luke Luke and, and, yeah, being and old the
1: model guy gone, and so they go out and look for him. And good on Tara for taking charge of everything. Absolutely, because the, it's the smartest way to do it. Mm-hmm. The first thing we see is we see these walker herds chowing down on something, and I didn't know what they were chowing down on, and they were like, "Okay, are these real walkers or are these people?" and then they finally dispatched the zombies in excellent ways I might add. Mm-hmm. They were very cool-looking zombies. And, and
0: the the zombies, I mean honestly, we we could go we, we could go in depth with this, but honestly Nicotero and the special effects department of The Walking Dead. Yeah. If they don't have Emmys, they definitely deserve them because they do some pretty spectacular stuff with with the the makeups and special effects.
1: That and Badlands, but we'll go into that later. Yeah. But so- <laughs>
0: And we what we get with uh, a lot of the stuff with the the new group, Magnus group, is that you know they want to go out and they they want to find their person because mm-hmm. you know for the longest time, and we don't know how long that time is, but for the longest time it has been those guys, just it's them, been those five
1: since like Rockport or something. I, uh, uh, I think
0: it was Coalport, Coalport
1: something. But i would like going back to Tara. Tara's like, no, look, we want to find him because it's our guy too. But we need to go back, take a have get a plan in action. And then move forward. And dude, you know I have been a huge opponent
0: of Tara, but honestly, that is probably one of the more Just sound leadership exactly, decisions, exactly,
1: exactly, that she, anybody on the show has given. No, she has. She has went from Tara to actually. I can see her being a leader. Yeah, she comes up with plans, and she's thoughtful. And I like that. I like that new character drive where she has to step up in Jesus's absence because like it or not, like they like She uh, is
0: now the person everybody looks to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like they said in the last episode. And then for them to say, fuck it, let's go find him. You know, it's like stop being stupid. And you know how me and me and Stop stupid being people, Henry's. Right. Here's the thing. Okay, I understand you're going to want to find somebody, and time is of the essence, but you just spent all day looking for that person. Do you think going out at night where there's no lights and a bunch of zombies right. might it's, be the best thing to do? Right, and I, I think it
0: was because they knew that Tara wasn't going to allow them to go out. You know, because I, Let's I, I'm be assuming, bad. I'm assuming that Magna and you know her group are still on kind of a probationary
1: period on whether or not they're going to fit into the hilltop. Speaking of that, okay, you brought up an excellent point that they're on a probationary period. I put around in my notes, wow, look at Magna being the voice of reason. Yeah. And I think she really understands that,
0: you know, Michonne went out on a limb. Yeah. To, you know, Michonne did a 180 because Michonne was going to kick him out. You know, look, yeah. here, here's a couple cans of peaches and be on your way. If, if, if it wasn't for Judith, she would have killed him. Right. Exactly. So I think Magna is really going, you know, look, this is an opportunity for us to be part of something. Mm -hmm. You know, so let's not fuck this up.
1: Yeah. And not even that. She even said it's not the smartest thing for us to go in the trance in the middle of the Mm -hmm. night to go find somebody. But then she finally acquiesces because the rest of the group is going to go. Yeah. The the rest of the group is going to go no matter what. I think she understands that. And you don't want to stick around and watch your friends get eaten. Right. Exactly. So they go they go out Scooby gang style. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they they go out through the 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 Negan War
0: Hatch. Mm. You know, it's like under the <laughs> under
1: the wood pile kind of deal. I saw a bunch of kids do a sneak out. So let's sneak out and get alcohol and cigarettes too, right? And I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you blasted kids, God it. <laughs> so, <laughs> whoosh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but but they they sneak out and and you know Magna's group. It's it's Magna Yumiko Kelly and I believe it's Connie. Mm-hmm. I think so, so that that group is, is out and you know they, they sneak out and they're going to find Luke and Kelly really has an epiphany moment she goes you know this is this has been us you know because they end up want to go back because they, they can't find anything you know the walkers are around and Kelly doesn't want to go she's like you know look this is our
1: person right we, we, this is our ride or die you it's know been this, us for and she's got a point but here's the thing during like I think it was right before her big speech, they got ambushed by a walker. Mm. That gave me a jump scare. I went, "Whoa!" Like that. Yeah, because it was out of nowhere. <laughs> I, totally out of nowhere. And then they're like, "Um, it's dark and dangerous. Let's go ahead and check in." it was like, "Yeah," but then was it Kelly was like, "No. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna find that." And I'm like, "Come on, come on. You're not gonna do any good right now in the middle of the night, being stupid. You know." And so then Connie was like, I'll stay with my sister. You guys go on ahead. And I'm like, that's even stupider. You just complained that it's too dangerous for the four of you guys to go in the middle of the night. So what are you going to do? Split up. So now there's two groups of two. I wonder if that will be bad.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so... I don't know. It was a stupid decision.
0: Well, and and then we get like a like a big reveal. You know, we see somebody is watching them from the the the, the rear view, dun, dun, and it kind of get like the dun, over the da. over the shoulder camera view. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, it wasn't one of the whispers. Or yeah, it was one of the guards that you know Tara had had placed up there. They saw them sneak out, so the guards actually went out to two. I, I guess essentially like an
1: escort. I guess so cuz they're not slick. Oh no, they're God, not no. slick. I mean, you know what? This community, the the Hilltop community has been around again for about 10 years. You don't think they don't know what happens with people? You don't think they don't know about the Coal Hatch uh, Shawshank Redemption. For Christ's you know? sake,
0: Henry just snuck out less than like twelve hours ago, and they or found three, three days ago. Yeah, right. they
1: used the emergency exit. Everybody fucking
0: everybody knows about the emergency exit underneath the will shed. You know, so well, I mean, if like, you think about it, Tara was the one that originally used the exit.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so she was like, "You ain't cool. you ain't slick," you know. And I I liked it when they finally came back. And they knew that they were busted because Tara's like, I see you. Come yep. on, let's talk.
0: Yep. And then Yumiko goes, look, Shit. I've got to go talk to her. Right. So now do we have, you know, because Magna, Magna has really been like the focal point of this group.
1: Is Yumiko now asserting more power? I think Yumiko is the leader. I think. Yum- Hell yeah, Baron Chow. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she is. Well, Baron, my Baron. But, <laughs> but yeah,
0: you, you, you know, Yumiko really makes the the statement, you know, look, I've got to go talk to her. So they come back in toward the, toward the front gate. You know, Yumiko goes up and, and starts talking to Tara. And Tara goes, yeah, you know, I had one of my guards follow you. There the you, whole fucking yeah. time. It, it, you guys are not slick. And, you know, what you said earlier about Tara really becoming a leader, I mean, I think it, it was echoed in that little conversation that she had with Yumiko because she goes, look, if you, if you want to do something like that, just tell me. Mm-hmm. She goes, I'm trying to lead but i don't have all the answers. Right. You and know and, and that was that was a that's a huge growth point for anybody that that tries to like rally people or manage people. Yeah. Admitting that you don't know, you know, something is not a fault. Right. That that's a huge kudos it, because then
1: you can actually instill a little bit more faith with your people. We can try this together exactly. and figure something out cuz she's like, look, if you're going to go and go under my back and undermine me, at least tell me. Mhm. i'm not gonna be pissed because you're just gonna do whatever you want to do because she knows that when one of your boys is out running around missing you're gonna go if you're a small group because she was there herself yep you know so she goes like yeah i knew you were gonna do that that's why i followed you to show like hey i'm gonna let you have your space but at the same time you have to trust me Mm -hmm. you know which i thought it was smart and it's good that Yumiko and the other uh new group is finally seeing that they're like hey these people do have our best interest at heart mm-hmm. they are welcoming us let's see if we can get together so they're like oh, okay everything's fine but then Connie's like oh shit there's walkers coming this uh-huh. way and so she hides into a forest and they're not walkers uh,
0: cornfield 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 yeah. so forest. yeah and, and she realizes because they they're like marching in like your succession. Yeah, and, and you know they come across the field and whatnot, and she has to duck into the cornfield. But all of they're, the other they're pe- goose stepping; they're not even shambling. But all of the uh, all of the other members are able to get in there. Well, Daryl, call, uh, Tara calls for Daryl, so now we have Tara read up on the wall. Yep. And you know they finally get to the point where you see all these walkers at the at the main gate of Hilltop, and well, I, I wouldn't say main gate; it's like the the buffer zone. Right. It's like the buffer zone for the crops. And, you know, you see kind of the, the, the person pushing out of the way and moving up there, and then all of a sudden you get, like, a very, very menacing reveal of Alpha. She's just she, mean. It's not even mean. She's like, okay, you, we're going to have a conversation because she don't no longer has the walker face on. Mm-mm. I mean, she's bald. You know, she's completely clean-shaven like I am. You know, she has no eyebrows, so she shaves those off as well. And, I mean, she's just there. And, and, like, she's got, like, the dirt around her eyes from wearing the mask. But she uncovers herself.
1: She looks filthy and scary. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, you... I am alpha. <laughs> you have my daughter, Dara. right? <laughs> I declare! But... And, and Daryl... And, <laughs> yeah.
0: Honestly, I thought it was great because it was Daryl that went out to meet her, not Tara. Yeah. You know, because Daryl's just like, no, you can't have her,
1: right? <laughs> well, like, if they, damn! If they try anything... Daryl can defend herself. I'm not saying Tara can't defend herself. Daryl stands a better chance. But she stands a better chance at one-on-one fisticuffs than Tara. Tara's more of a thinking leader. Mm -hmm. Daryl's more of the the attack The executioner. Right, right. And so, yeah, that makes more sense. Plus, Daryl's the one that has been one-on-one working with Lydia. Exactly. So if anybody has any say in this bargaining chip, or has any skin in the game, exactly, right, it's going to be Daryl. And and good on him, man. Yeah, because he he did
0: make headway with Lydia. He understands what she went through. You know, he he can sympathize with what she went through for
1: not wanting to do this at the beginning to coming where we're at now, where he is the sympathetic captor, Mm -hmm. not Stockholm syndrome by any means. But he goes, yeah no she, you're not gonna take her and just beat her up again yeah because he's he, basically the walk your walking dad's SRS yeah I mean,
0: and he sees he sees a lot of himself and Lydia and a lot of the past experiences that they share yeah you know because I think that's when she asks for the ear meds he then gives her the water ladle you know it's kind of like a, a back and forth but just between the two of them mm-hmm. because Henry's kind of just like what the hell just went on uh, what's going on I don't know what's happening. I, mean, uh, I feel weird.
1: I'm a weird teenager and I'm awkward. Uh.
0: So, and, you know, what, what we've done before is, you know, we, we keep the comic books and everything separate. So a lot of the things that they would have done with Carl are now going shifting to Henry. So Fuck but, Henry. <laughs> but we all, honestly, I mean, if you go back a couple seasons, I mean, we did say the same thing about Carl. That's and true. Carl turned out to be a badass.
1: That's true. But so. Henry's always been a petulant shit, but at least he's killed people.
0: That's true. With a bow staff. Yeah. He didn't even need a gun. He had a mm. bow staff. When he was like six. So fuck him. <laughs> He's still not bad as his He's Judah. a black belt under Sensei Morgan. Right? Yeah, exactly. Nice. So do we have anything else that we need to talk about with the, the two subsets that we broke down?
1: I think that pretty much got us to where we needed to be.
0: I mean, I'm very much like you though, man. I They need to ratchet up the terror yeah. and they need to ratchet up
1: the horror aspect of the show. They need to do something because... Right now, yes, Alpha does look intimidating and she has those moments of intimidation as we saw with the killing of her husband and choking that somebody out. But I'm not afraid of her. Mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was afraid of Negan. I was not afraid like, ooh, Negan, but like he was a threat. He was dreadful. Yep. This one, I'm not feeling that. and So I need to, I need to have more like, oh shit, this group of people will really
0: fuck them up. So like we do on all the episodes then since you gave a little synopsis on a scale of
1: 1 to 10 10 being the highest how would you rate this episode 7 Okay 7 it wasn't the best it was serviceable it moved the story along it was a decent story there wasn't really any major beefs with there's here's the thing and I feel like I'm I'm judging this episode harshly because it's in the it's it's right in the middle of the arc Mm-hmm. Yeah but, I,
0: I definitely get you Yeah because we have to have a little bit of story To the
1: arc to have an oomph at the end But hurry the fuck up I'm with you Hurry the fuck up This is like a serviceable decent episode at best I might even go seven and a half Okay, But like it didn't wow me And it didn't Make me fear the whispers like I was hoping this would like all the uh, advertisements like the whispers are coming, Mm -hmm.
0: right? Yeah, I mean, because we've been led, you know, we've been led to believe that the whispers are going to be
1: like the biggest baddies since uh, since uh, bigger than Negan worse than Negan. And they haven't done shit. They've only kidnapped two people. I don't give two shits about. Well, kill old Navy Mile guy. I don't give a fuck. Hey, man, you shut your mouth because Enid will come after you. Well, well yeah, she's going to shoot me. No, she, no, she ain't going to do nothing to me because I'm not an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Very so. true. Very true. <laughs> That's the only
0: people she kills. R.I.P. Oceanside. Yep. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go ahead and echo your sentiment there. I think I'm going to go with a seven as well. I did. I, I think I'm going to be contradicting you a little bit. I did like the flashback sequences. I normally hate flashback sequences yeah. in shows, just because I think it takes you out of the story. I like the flashback sequences just because it gave you, it gave you more of Alpha. But I think with those flashback sequences. It, the bits it gave you with Alpha gave you even more with what happened to Lydia. Yeah, and I think that that really went to show just how messed up that you know Alpha made her. That weird dynamic, right? Yeah, because I mean we know that she was beaten. Uh-huh. Apparently, she was you know mentally uh, mentally abused as well. You yeah. know, told all these different stories. If you're that, not that hard, you're gonna die. die. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I liked it for that aspect because not not necessarily for the Alpha aspect, but for the Lydia aspect. Yeah. And I mean, good on Daryl. Yeah. I mean, dude, he went from hillbilly justice to hillbilly healer. <laughs>
1: like, it's like, like
0: good on Daryl.
1: From from being called snake to like praying with him. Yeah, exactly. So like. Nah. So
0: you're going to go seven, possible seven and a half. Yeah. I'm going to go seven. We'll be back again next Monday after AMC's The Walking Dead season nine, episode 11 drops. But on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I am Dustin P. And I'm going to go get me a switch.